Welcome to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast with me, Caroline Blair, and Scotland legend Chris Patterson as we look ahead to the first fixture of the famous Grouse Nations series. It's Scotland v Italy on Saturday 29th of July, but listen, before we get any rugby, you're tan, sir. <laughs> we have oh, to take it's a faded. It's looking, you're looking well. Uh, as you are. You've been away? Uh, yeah, but I've also, I'm not going to, I won't pretend I've not talked about it. Where did you end up? We ended up in Cyprus, just a oh. wee hop, skip and a jump. Uh, my yeah. theory on holidays, Mossy, is if you're going to go away, it's got to be within 15 minutes of an airport. Yeah. So wherever uh, uh, it was, 15 minutes uh, of an airport. With two kids. Uh, yeah. Where were you? Uh, France. A couple of weeks in uh, southern France. Flew to Bordeaux, spent a bit of time around Biarritz, an Atlantic coast, which is good. Some waves and surfing and... Did you get a bit of surfing? Yeah, in? yeah, just well, no, but yeah, you try and you just get smashed around. Uh, it's harder than it looks, uh, and then across in Bézé as well, the other side of France for uh, a bit of heat. So yeah, a couple of weeks, hire a car, paddle boards, surfboards, and oh, I tell you what, get, get on with it. Good fun. <laughs> this is a this is an enlightening <laughs> little situation here. I hope there's evidence of that. It's going to have to end up on social media at some point. Uh, well, you were in France. It seems fitting then if you were having yeah. a wee holiday in France at this point of the the, the rugby calendar. We're back. We're at Scottish Gas Murrayfield looking out there as well. She's, uh, the pitch is looking good, ready to go for this weekend. Real aid. Yeah. Real aid. Had Man United on it, obviously, last weekend, but absolutely immaculate. Um, and it's a test week. It's like week. a bowling green. It yeah. It's a test week. It's, it's, yeah, it feels funny in July, but uh, really important week. Uh, you know, the, the players have been back for a long, long time. I think they'll be more delighted than anyone that it's test week or game week because it's a not that there's no, there's not been a purpose to train, of course, there's been a massive purpose to training, but in terms of you know getting the opportunity to prove what you're training for, there's we'll be 23 this weekend, get that opportunity um, to play Italy. It feels like for a lot of them that they've actually barely been off, to be honest. It's been a couple of weeks, so how, as a player, yeah. how hard is well, that? Well, that's one of the challenges, isn't it? Everybody finishes at different times, with the leagues now being A, different leagues having you know finals and playoffs at different times, and then B, within the same league, teams finishing at different times. Some make playoffs, some don't, some make quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, there's European competition, domestic competition. Everybody plays a different number of games and minutes. So it's quite it's a big challenge for the strength and conditioners and the coaches to to get everybody ready, you know, for, for ultimate now, for, for when the games start, when everybody's starting points different. Um so the Edinburgh lads they were they were first in, obviously, because they finished certainly before Glasgow reached the, the European final last year. And then Sam McFinn playing in France was playing, you know, knockout stages after that. So he'd be one of the later players to, to join the squad. So one or two injuries as well. One or two players called up already. Rui McConaughey, Josh Bayliss, um, uh, you know, starting at different points. Kyle Rose in the squad as well. So there's a lot of change, but the core of it is they've been working hard for a long time. And they'll be desperate to prove it. Uh, on the field on, on Saturday. They'll have spent a lot of time, you've alluded to it there as well, they've spent a lot of time together. So in terms of like from the coaching staff, what do they do? What measures? We saw some great footage coming out mm. of St Andrews, for example, than playing golf. And mm. you, it's really important, surely, to it can, you know to keep yeah. things fresh. And Yeah, it's diff- It's a challenge for everybody, that. But I think, it, I think it's changed of late as well, far more rugby. I mean, it's rugby from day one. Um, there's a huge element of fitness and hard work and conditioning that runs alongside it but it, that used to be separate and there'd be blocks of conditioning where it was just conditioning or it was you know no rugby or very little rugby whereas nowadays and, and club pre-season will be the same the, it's combined I think the level of fitness that players get to um, it, it doesn't drop as low as it used to probably because they don't have that much time off um, 
but the, the kind of core purpose of pre-seasons back in the old days was to get fit. Now everybody's super fit anyway. So you're, so you're the baseline's different. The baseline's, yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually, a lot of players are, are have, have to be told to rest when they're off-season because they're, they're just so desperately want to work and want to work, but that rest and that downtime is really important. So there's not the need to go from a poor base level of fitness to getting fit. They're all super fit finely tuned anyway so it becomes more conditioning rather than fitness but that nowadays is, is totally intertwined with the game with structures with a counter-attack with your set-piece attack with your attacking shape with your defensive shape with your your core skills your kicking and passing your tackling all like almost like a normal training week but just more intense because there's there's not that outlet at the weekend of a game so all managed. It's a long period, especially for the coaches to, to manage all that, but um, all scientifically done and, and very well, you know, planned and, and organised. But you can tell players just want to play. They're, they're, they're desperate for it, they? because they've done that much hard work. They, they know they're super fit. They want yeah. to test how fit they are. They can read each other as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's why they play. It's yeah. why they, it's their job and it's what they want to do. And Interestingly, we'll talk about Italy and then obviously Scotland play France back-to-back and Georgia as well later in August, all ahead of the, of the, the World Cup. And although there's kind of different start points for our players, there'll be different start points for other teams as well. And France won't have trained as long as most of Scotland guys because most of them would have played longer into the season, the top 14. Mm-hmm. Um, Italy this weekend, I don't think they've been in as long as Scotland and maybe they've had a more physical you know, focus or maybe they've had the more rugby you don't know so looking ahead to this weekend it's really hard to gauge what you're going to be facing so it's more important to focus on yourself so uh, that's kind of bringing us into this weekend and going forward then but I think what's interesting about uh, the famous Christ Nation series in the summer is when it's in the autumn when we when we experience mm. that series in the autumn uh, one the weather's different for a start and actually it feels almost like a a gap between there and the, the Guinness Six Nations. Yeah. It's, this is different. Why is the famous Grouse Nation Series during a Rugby World Cup year, why is that so different? Well, it's 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 a different time of year, that's the obvious question. I always <laughs> yeah. answer to that. We're wearing our T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if you look at uh, the blocky spender of your club between starting pre-season and in the first block of internationals, the longest spell is that, that spell from... July or, or June, July, whenever you come into the first, you know, URC games, usually about the middle of, towards the end of September, middle of September, and then you play all the way through till November, really, before there's international. So that's a real big block with your club, mm-hmm. where your form for your club and how you've performed and how your team's performed, how you've performed individually, determines whether you make that national squad or not. Whereas the national squad here was picked, I think, in early May, mm-hmm. um, out the back of form from last season. And it gives all that preparation time to the international coaches that we've already spoken about. So it's they're different because they're first games of the season. I mean, sometimes as supporters, we expect too much. We expect to see... And the last time Scotland played here was against Italy mm-hmm. in the Six Nations. The next time we see them play against Italy in the, the Nations series. But they're totally different because one was the culmination of a, an international window. This is... The guys haven't played for a long time. They've certainly not played as Scotland for a long time so I think that makes it so we, we sometimes expect so much and there might be you know drop balls and forward passes and inaccuracies that we won't tolerate because we're so used to seeing the players playing international level at that level but this is effectively your first hit of the season which does 
no matter who you are, it's difficult to get used to. So there might be a wee bit inaccuracy. I know the teams will play games in house. Scotland played, you know, had a hit out twenty minutes or so against each other in training last week um, to try and eradicate some of those mistakes. But it's ultimately the first game of the season, your pre-season game in a national jersey. It's that pre-season. It's funny because we th- we see this. We talk a lot about this series in every four years. We talk about it as being the warm-up games. Mm. Where do you sit with that? The wording of that. Well, this is different. I think. I think in many ways, it, I mean, they are because you're 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 preparing for the preparatory games for a for a World Cup. Um, but this is different. I think for Scotland, I think the way Scotland have approached this window, the way I believe they'll approach selection for the games and for the the World Cup. I mean, I, I think the um, you know, players might get left out after one or two games or three games it used to be that the World Cup selection would be right at the end point mm-hmm. selection might take place earlier no, I, I, remember, I don't know I remember that with you in fact I think it was your last World Cup it was the 2011 World Cup and the last test before mm. the squad was going to be announced uh, the press was sitting behind the wives and the partners and the non-playing players uh, squad members mm-hmm. and we knew who the squad was based on Mm. On as they were coming up and how the partners were greeting friends and whatever you saying, you know, commiserations, congratulations. Trick, eh? I know, and Never it was, really, trick, it was the la- first and last time the wives <laughs> were sat in front of us. I can tell you that, but it was really yeah. interesting. And so, so where do you think the timing? Sh- well, I, 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 don't, I don't know where the timing is, but I mean, I've also been involved in campaigns where the squad has been announced and it's had to be announced formally prior to the final preparatory game or warm up game. Yeah. So you're asking players to play no, no. who potentially. Haven't been selected, uh, so you know. I think that there's a there's obviously a cut off. I don't know the precise cut off date for where World Rugby say it has to be announced, but you can announce it any time you want before that. And if there's a you know maybe a, a criticism of the last few World Cups, we've maybe made, and I've said this before, maybe made too much of the squad announcement as an end point. That's a start point, really. The you know m- making that point and then. Can you start again? Well, that, that should be the starting point. If you're lucky enough and talented enough and able to make it, that, that's the start point. That, I sound Mr. Grumpy and Mr. Doer again here, but it's a celebration, but it's only a, cel- a small celebration. It shouldn't be a massive celebration. It should be a restart to say, right, here we go. And this is this is where it re- really gets going. So you're fighting for that through these, these warm-up games. Um, and I, I don't know when the squad will be picked. I don't know if the players will know when the squad's going to be picked. You've got a team this weekend playing Italy who, who've who got the, the opportunity to set the benchmark, to go after it, to say, listen, you can't leave me out. Um, we've got players winning their, their first caps. You've got massively competitive areas and, well, all across the, the squad, but midfield, back row, scrum halves. It's, it, there's going to be a lot of good players or there are going to be outstanding players unfortunately not selected in the three-man squad. What a great problem to have, to have so much talent left at home as a result of having so much talent. Um, let's look at that then. So the last time we played Italy, of course, would have been 18th of March, as you've said. Mm-hmm. We're now playing them again. This is a very different side that we've gone for for this one. I think let's start with that, the halfback pairing of Ali Price and then Ben Healy, starting yeah. at 10. <clears throat> yeah, um, Ben obviously played it. He got his first cap against Italy, didn't he? And really composed player, had an excellent end of season uh, run with, with Munster, winning the the URC, a big part of their their success. Um, 
and he's, he's a quality, quality player. He'll be desperate, obviously, to get his first start. Really confident player, understands the game, powerful, strong, uh, on top form. You know, he's got Ali Price inside him as well, who um, who you know, fluctuated really with, with starting position or bench position all the way through the Glasgow run, but has all the quality in the world as well. And then there's two positions. It's, it's the first two you come to, but really important that both players play well. Um, if you look at the depth at Scrum Half with Jamie Domi, I think, on the, on the bench, you've got Ben yep. White and George Horn in the mm-hmm. squad as well. Adam Hastings is, uh, I think, is unavailable through injury, but he's there and thereabout. He's, oh, he's snipping at the heels. Yeah, yeah. And, and Finn's obviously in the squad as 10, and Blair, Blair. can cover 10. So yeah. that's what I mean about you can only take 33, and there's going to be really like outstanding players, unfortunately, miss out. Now, on that, there's always the opportunity to be called up at some point if you do miss out. So you have to, you know, stay stay positive and, and, and work hard at that. But also, there's something about the first game, about the Italian game. You've got the first opportunity. Like as players, the, the, the 15 or 23 selected, they can control really what happens over the next two or three weeks. More so than the players who maybe are available but aren't selected for the for the Italian game so it's a really big opportunity to hit the ground running it's the first game isn't it you've set the scene really well for this one mm. I'm excited about all three actually for very different reasons we will come on to that in a moment you know um, I think Georgia's a really interesting one to round things mm. off with before the physicality that you're going to expect um, from our pool but looking as well to, to you know to France playing them back to back let's keep on this game though as well I mean a, a great step up a great nod for Rory Darge yeah. and my god doesn't he have to deserve that yeah. the captain's armband for this one yeah he's just I mean, we just walks a little bit every time and he won't, the captaincy won't change him he's he's led a lot of the age grade teams he's led he's a natural leader without um, shouting and screaming about it he's just oozes class and leadership and hardness and decision making ability and everything so I don't think that the responsibility will change him in any way, shape or form. And I think the reason he's got the responsibility is because of who he is and how good a player he is. And he came back for a bad injury last season as well. I know I'm just like a broken record, but look at the back row competition as well. You know, it's Luke Crosby <laughs> and Matt Fagerson, isn't it, there? But, you know, you've got Jamie and Richie and, and Hamish and Jack Dempsey. and That's always been Josh a strength Bale. for Scotland. Yeah. We've, we've always had depth in the back yeah. row. But the, the balance is key as well. Yeah. The balance will be key there, and I think that's excellent at the weekend. Luke Crosby again, another outstanding player. Both young, him and Darge, both both young. Matt Fagerson's no old, but he, he seems as the more, ex- <laughs> you know, the, the, more the, the more experienced player sandwiched yeah. between them. But that's brilliant. And 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 looking at Italy, they they were excellent in the Six Nations around the breakdown. Yeah, they were really aggressive in and around the breakdown, winning turnovers, winning penalties. Lamoro, the captain, is is a big part of that. And we don't know the Italian side as we speak, but. Um, they're, they're an attack-minded team and a lot of the attack comes from turnover attack and, and they'll really go hard at the breakdown. So that back row battle, and maybe that's one of the reasons the balance is as it is for, for, for Scotland because that would be really, really important. And you've got three kind of excellent players there with the opportunity to put their hand up first. International rugby is back at Scottish Gas Murrayfield this summer. Scotland will play Italy, France and Georgia this July and August in the famous Grouse Nation Series. This is your opportunity to support Scotland in Edinburgh as they prepare for this year's World Cup in France. Kids under 12 go free with a paying adult. Terms and conditions apply. 
Secure your tickets for all three games now at scottishrugby.org. There's nothing like being there. We talked a bit about, I mean, obviously we spoke to Rambo recently, to Stuart McAnally on, mm. on the podcast and had a really interesting chat with him. This is a big game for him too. George Turner gets a nod mm-hmm. uh, at Hooker, but he's on the bench for it. So the, the bench in a game like this as well, <laughs> you've, you, you know, you've hinted at this already, This it's a massive it's a massive day for them. Yeah, it's, it's for every game now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose if we... Can you touch back on what we said about as a player? And maybe the players are really aware of when the squad gets laid, but if you're not, you, no, if you're not really aware or deliberately unaware of when the squad's finalised or selected, maybe they've not made a decision when it's finalised and selected. You don't know as a player. You just know when your opportunity is going to be. And that could be it. It could be 20 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it could be a start, it could be a, an impact off the bench. So you have to maximise every second when effectively there's there's a squad to be picked now within within at some point within the four games but it won't only be the the match form it'll be training form and I'd like to see some like Stafford McDowell getting mm. his first cap who's been uh, just outstanding at, at, you know all season for, for Glasgow somebody who, who probably had a, a, a year ago would be you know in a bit of a hole in terms of you know, not had a huge amount of rugby for Glasgow the season prior and then had that storming season last year, became captain of Glasgow as well when he's on the field and he's just gets better and better and he's been training you know, incredibly well in that midfield that's really tough to get a, a spot. Oh. Um yeah, you know, I'll say it again. <laughs> Talk to the nines and tens about the midfield. If you I think mean, Sione and Hugh I think started against Italy mm-hmm. the last time out and you've got Chris Harris that's, and Stafford, Stafford starting mm-hmm. this time round. Um, there's Kyle Stain playing in midfield. There's, you know, there's there's all sorts of cover. That's you've got red. You've got Cam Redpath. Cam Redpath there. You've got yeah. Look, if you're looking, if you're looking, it's at hard, squad, isn't it? It is it's actually, hard, and it's interesting what we're saying. So I guess the question here as well is, and you alluded to it at the beginning, is that you treat this game. This is a test match. This is a this test a match, though. Game. This isn't a warm up. It is can't it? be with that level of quality. And ultimately, the, the 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 short duration of the the number of games you've got before you play South Africa. Don't forget your first game in the World Cup, South Africa. Yeah. In Marseille. Now you're going to be battle hardened. You've going to be the and and the last maybe probably twelve months, Scotland's had a settled side. Mm. They've had a settled fifteen, far more settled, far less changes probably than the the eighteen months prior to that, where they're maybe was a bit of rotation and, and understand Scotland have been settled and I think they're looking at this to be as settled as possible ahead of uh, you know that, that opening game in Marseille against South Africa so but in order to do that you've got to do this don't you you've got yeah. to throw things around for these yeah. for these games too and really I don't think there's a huge amount of throwing around no, no you know what I mean but, but you'd expect every member of, of Gregor's squad have an opportunity. to have an opportunity <clears throat> I think training becomes really important for that as well Right. And if you make that message clear that you're being evaluated, you've been tested, you've been stressed at training, everything matters. So it means you don't waste sessions, you're not wasting, you know, training for the sake of training, you're making it meaningful. So I assume everybody would get an opportunity, but it might be that your opportunity is in training. And for somebody like Darcy as well, who, you know, he's spent mm-hmm. a huge portion of last season 
uh, injured and then recovered and he's you know yeah. like you know what you're going to get with you know what you're going to get don't you and those yellow boots will be uh, have smoke coming out of oh, here he'll just be desperate to get going he'll be itching won't oh, he uh, again like I'm lucky enough to be in and around the squad most of the time and just seeing him train he just and you, you mentioned like he spent a long time injured last year and as soon as he comes back he just picks up where he left off like he's the way he plays and his enthusiasm and his speed and his power and his bravery it basically just turn them on and throw them out and it produces the same thing he produces just wonder moments and tries and scores tries where he gets the end of loose balls that like he's not even near but somehow he gets in the end of them and he brings the crowd to life and he's yeah he'll be he'll be desperate he'll uh, yeah, he'll be just he'll just be Darcy but it's, it's a great line he'll just be Darcy and I think it's something that separates uh, this is the key thing if I've learned anything in working rugby over the last sort of mm. <laughs> decade or so it's um it's attitude as well that mm-hmm. separates things too. Especially here. Yeah. Like, and, and you see, all, it's funny because when we were talking about selection and who gets an order and who gets the opportunity, like that attitude's a given. Like it, it shouldn't even be looked at, it shouldn't even be highlighted because it's there and they've all, everybody has that attitude, that desperation, that willingness to play. But so do your opposition mm. and you have to outmatch it and you, you have to outdo it. You know, the, talk about the the Italian passion and what they bring to the game and how, and how they get a lot of ins into the game through their, that kind of emotion that you talk about, that has to be there. So it is there in everyone, but it has to come out as well as all the the quality technical pieces and game understanding. So it's, yeah, it's a, a proper test match. As I said before, I don't know what the Italian team is, but they'll have that passion. They'll... They well, were it'll be unfortunate. To see what they do, yeah, it'll be interesting what they do because they, going back to Six Nations, they lost all their games. But the I don't know, it sounds maybe disrespectful, but they were close in them all. I mean, they were what, six inches and probably thirty seconds from beating us with a clock in the red. Yeah. Before Blair cemented mm-hmm. it, you know, they were picking and going on that line, six inches from the line. A referee's call or a you know a, a, a mistake. Anything that that game could have been lost in the final moment, and Italy would have would have won. Um, I think there were only five points off uh, between them and France. With that moment, was as well. Yeah, that that was that's, that's twelve a, points against Ireland, where they had opportunities that they're they're a quality side who went all out attack, um, and to their, their downfall is probably a little bit too inaccurate at times during the Six Nations. Um, but, but they did have they did have a real you know uh-huh. it, Italy might be there's Italy are sitting fourteenth in the mm. world rankings at the moment yes, but they they had a really important win against Australia. Yeah. Really important win against Australia in November, and in rugby terms, it doesn't actually feel all that long ago. So, wh- whatever they bring on Saturday, oh. can can Gregor can the coaching staff really spend too much time on the opposition, or is this the best example in a rugby World Cup cycle? You have well, to just focus y- on you. Yeah, it's a bit of both, isn't it? I mean, you, how meaningful is what uh, how Italy played last year to how they're going to play this mm. year? Same coach, although Keane Crowley will change after the World Cup. So, and you felt with Italy, they were on that transitional path to more attack in rugby. So you would imagine they maybe try and do something similar. Um, so there probably is merit in looking back. It was the last international play, as we, we said. So there is merit in looking back, but there is the unknown. They might change stuff. I mean, if you're going to change something as an international coach, you're, in terms of an attacking strategy or a structure or a shape, you're going to do it when you've got the most time together, and that's now. Mm-hmm. So. They may change, but I, so I do think you're probably more 70-80% on yourself than the opposition 
Um, Although I think you would be inviting Franco Smith, Glasgow uh, Warriors head coach, over for a wee cup of tea well, at yeah, some point. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think um, so. He was a big part of the. You, you would, know, you would though, wouldn't you? You would yeah. chat to. I mean, with yeah, his, of course, he would. He knows everything about Italian rugby. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, and the coaches talk often. You know, there's a, there's a quite an open environment, uh, you know, around international coaches and uh, whether it's at forums, whether it's at mm, festivals, and you know, the, let's be honest, there's that many analysts left, right, and centre looking <laughs> at absolutely every part of the game. Everybody kind of knows what everybody else that is going to do, that, yeah. so it becomes about executing under pressure, under the, the physical pressure, and the, I suppose the exhaustion that you're going to be exposed to in a test match, but also the the pressure of you know. Yes, the, the, that comes with test match, the, the mental pressure as well as the physical pressure. So if you get it right in the moment, you, you'll be successful. But we'll see. I say it seems a bit alien talking about it in a July. Doesn't but it? it's, I, uh, it's, it's not. It's real. It'll be here this week. I've got to be honest with you. My my big remember my biggest concern this week was right. I've lost my jacket. <laughs> so. I've lost my lightweight jacket for the simple reason that we're just not used to having it. And I'm really excited to look forward to that. Having but it's a bit of summer rugby yeah. at Scottish Gas Murrayfield as well. We we won't spend necessarily as long because we've got a good couple of weeks ahead of us um, in order to dissect each of the games. But certainly the France game to look forward to as well. I mean, that's a number two side in the world. Mm. They are going to be using every opportunity they can to mm. prepare for this World Cup as a we. Uh, but that's is it hard to have one eye not to have one eye on on that game uh, no I don't think everybody <laughs> will even know it's coming no. well coaches will yeah. uh, players probably won't um, certainly not the players that are playing Italy the ones who are not selected this week may start to look ahead but you know well maybe my opportunity is against France so where are is France is it unlikely they would know yet is it unlikely that they would know I'm not going to play you uh, this week but I might play you next or yeah, like that. I don't. There These wouldn't have been. A, yeah, there wouldn't have been any hint at what the team will be to play France. It'll yeah. be solely focused on on, on Italy. Right. And the players are the players are funny. It was always the same. You, you try and read into every single thing every time there's training. Right, if so and so and so and so put bibs on, <gasps> what does that mean? I'm a sub. Where did like, he make oh, eye maybe, no, maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I'm playing next week. No, <laughs> like you try and second guess everything, but it's not. It's all about the here and now. Um, and, and some of the players obviously. Will, uh, I'll think, well, maybe my opportunity will be France, so they'll naturally start to look ahead. Now, we, we play France twice, so obviously here at Scottish Gas, Murrayfield, and then the following week away in, in France, so it's a big challenge, that. Um, and actually, in the space of 12-month cycle, yeah. it will be four times, yeah. you know, technically, yeah, when you include... Two, so it is a yeah, lot, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think the the challenge of Italy, well, it'll be quite similar to France, it'll be, it'll be similar, it, the challenge of any international team, is quite similar, but France bring that added physicality. So, um, whereas you know Italy will be aggressive and physical and absolutely, you know, committed to attacking brand of rugby and committed to every contact. I don't think they have the physical mass of France, so it's two slightly different challenges that, that Scotland will face in the first two or three weeks. One at, and the say when you play France, one at home, one away. There's different challenges there. I think Scotland will try and replicate some of their match day travel in France during the World Cup mm. for that French game. So we you know, will they stay at their base and travel in on the on the Wednesday or the Thursday or whatever to try and replicate So that uh, that's that, interesting. That's what do, yeah. To so to even to just get so that there's a sense of familiar familiarity yeah. you know yeah. oh that's really yeah. interesting um, and I guess logistics as well I, I, I'm doing a wee sidestep here but when you see the scale of the operation that mm. goes on with a World Cup it is 
not insignificant. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. the, 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 they'll be packing the bags now, surely. Oh yeah, you know, a lot of it will be on its way. Yeah, yeah. I know it's. Uh, I think it's slightly different this year because most teams have got a base. Yes, and they're traveling to and from base, whereas all the World Cups I was involved, we just travelled every three days. You were somewhere else, and everything would move. And uh, whereas I think you know Scotland's base is is, is Nice, mm-hmm. so they're kind of going to be based there and then fly to the gate. Well, obviously the game. Marseille, then there's a game in Nice, then there's a game in Lille, which is north. I think they'll then, I assume they'll go back to their base and then go back to Paris. So rather than when, when I played, if we had, you know, four different venues like that, we would just go the week to the venue. You were moving. Each week, you were moving the whole time. So it's so it's um, it's a little bit different. I think this is the first time Rugby World Cup's done that um, this time round. So, um, yeah, so they'll, I assume they'll have some familiarity when they play that, that French uh, the second game against France away from home and test their, test their navigation and their, their logistics skills as well. Well, there is so much to look forward to in terms of the rugby there. Of course, you've got the, looking at the games that we have, so we've got this Saturday, it is, it's Italy, it's 3.15 kick-off here at Scottish Gas Murrayfield. And then again, uh, back at home, it's France uh, on the 5th of August with also a 3.15 kick-off. And then it's off to Saint-Étienne for the return leg of that fixture on Saturday Saturday the 12th before we head back to Scottish Gas Murrayfield and it's against Georgia on Saturday the 26th of August with the closest it will get to a late kickoff, which is the 5.30 with the sunshine still. Um, before we close out though, I think it's really important that we take a minute to uh, uh, reference Stuart Hogg yeah. and I think a lot of fans will be fairly gutted that they won't have the opportunity to see him at this year's Rugby World Cup. However, what a great innings and You've said this a lot. When you know, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Hoggy. I mean, he said you know a few times to me how hard he has to work to get onto the field. Um, in terms of his, his injuries and his rehab, uh, and I mean, he said himself just by the end of last season he was really kind of struggling to to get still maximising performances, but the work that had to go in to get him in the position to do that was just all encompassing, and then. Obviously, he gave it a fair crack at the, in the first block of um, preparation training, and he just he obviously just knew it's just that my body can't do it. My body can't do what my mind wants it to do. Or if it um, can, like you say, it's it's too it's yeah, too much now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. I think he could still get out and plays, but at that level, mm-hmm. you know, and and you just know, like I can't really describe it. You you just know, and it's it's small things like the most basic drill. In training, where you maybe don't catch a ball quite right, you think, well, that never used to happen. And you go through the speed gates and you're like, that's a wee bit slower than normal. Or you've got two sessions in the day and the warm up for the second session's like, I can't really get the stiffness out my back here. And that's just aches and pains and little examples. I'm not saying that's what happened to Hoggy, but Hoggy had you know, trouble with his knee as well on, on, on top of that. So, yeah, he obviously just knew that he couldn't commit to the level he wanted to commit to and um, made a big call and went out in 100. When you have one centurion signing off the career of another centurion like that, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Mossy's interview with Stuart when he uh, marked his 100th cap, it's a real must. It's on uh, Scottish Rugby's uh, official Scottish Rugby podcast archives. Uh, so yes, as mentioned, plenty to look forward to. Uh, Mossy and I will be back plenty over the next couple of weeks as we get the latest from inside the Scotland camp. So keep across Scottish Rugby's social channels and as always, the latest news and information and ticket information can be found via the website scottishrugby.org. Mm-hmm.